Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and we're here to bring you a preview of the May Basho happening in Tokyo, Japan. How are you going? I'm going well. It's a lovely day here in Melbourne, Australia. It's sunny. We're going into winter. Uh, we're the opposite of a lot of you guys. Uh, so we're getting nice and warm and starting to turn on the heaters. But uh, today it's really sunny and it's it's beautiful. This is the best time of year. It's lovely in Melbourne, actually. Beautiful sunny days, but cold at night. I yeah. love it. I it's the worst it. time to, to tell you about how lovely Melbourne is, actually, because nobody can come and visit. Pop it in your diaries for 2025 or something like that. Although you said something today that we were heading into winter and I was like, I haven't really even thought of... Heading into another no, winter. You said we were walking down a street and you go, oh, these oh, trees yeah, yeah, would look yeah. lovely in autumn. And yeah. it is autumn. Yeah. So I think you've lost all sense of time and space. Oh, look, I am just trying to extend this summer of Dave that I've been having. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have come to Natsu. So that is really a time marker. It is, isn't it? In the life of Sumo Mainichi, we're about to head into a new basho. And we, like everybody else, are very excited about it. There are going to be a few different things again about this one. Everyone in this landscape is a little bit different. Uh, so this one might be held no spectators. So the state of emergency in Japan has now been extended to the 31st of May, which is well beyond the finish of the Natsu Basho. Yeah, it was only going to be three days. It was going to finish um, on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, uh, the, the three days of no spectators. Yeah, it was going to cover those three days and then finish on the yeah. 10th, 11th, 12th or something. But then when, when I heard that, I I thought they probably will just keep this spectatorless uh, basho continuing all the way through to day 15. Now that that state of emergency has been extended, that looks like an almost certain outcome. I did hear whispers of possible cancellation, I though. I did see that and everyone start to panic straight away. I suspect they won't cancel it. I, I know they obviously like to have it as much as possible, but it is another financial hit for them. Absolutely. To have no ticket buyers, yeah. uh, no one buying those overpriced lunch boxes or drinks in the stadium, yeah. buying the towels, paying for car parking. Uh, it is a big financial hit for the JSA. And what are the numbers in Japan looking like, the COVID numbers? Well, we have, you know, I, I thought that things were in quite a bad situation. I've just had a bit of a look. These are rolling seven day averages I'm talking here. Uh, 874 over the last few days, mm. hovering around the 700s a day. It was May last year that was cancelled, though, through COVID, was it? Yeah. Oh, at that point, they were around 5,200 right. new okay. cases a day. So in comparison to that, I don't think we're going to see a cancelled basho, mm. but I don't think we're going to see a single spectator. I mean, it's kind of like Australia in a in a way, like at the start, it took us a while to get into action, but now they will act very quickly on small, smaller numbers at least. Yeah. So, you know, we sort of go into snap lockdowns every so often or, or have, you know, decreased numbers of people you can have in your house just uh, over smaller numbers now. So I think also the Olympics are coming up. So they're really trying to get control of it for that. They've said it's still going ahead. If it goes ahead, I mean... <laughs> I, I think it is going to go ahead. And I think the sumo is one example of how you can control the athletes. Well, I say control. Uh, you can control the athletes. You can have no spectators, but it can still be a TV hit. And I mean, really, that's what the Olympics is. It's shown all around the world. Sumo is showing the way here. Uh, well, interestingly, <laughs> in, in July, it does mean if the Olympics do go ahead, it does mean that the Kokugikan will be used for boxing, apparently. That's what they've said it is going to happen there. So because usually it would be the Nagoya Basho, 
But oh, they've been yeah. holding them, obviously, in Tokyo every single time, but they'd have to hold it in Nagoya if they went ahead with a July batter, which you have to think that they would. I'm imagining they'll be boxing up on the doyo. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll pop up the doyo. I don't mind this. They should start at the white line and then go in and start boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Really embrace the stadium. (laughs) Oh, I mean, as always with with COVID times, it's always wait and see. But, yeah, it'll start off at least, Natsu, with no spectators. So how are they going to find that? Over the last um, few Basho, we've seen the crowds increase to the point where, you know, I mean, it's not full, but there's certainly a lot of vibe in the stadium. How do you feel about entering a Basho with zero spectators? Yeah, well, it was interesting to me. I've never participated in competitive sports, so I didn't understand how much they vibed off it, I guess. I sort of understood it theoretically. You've, You've played music. Yeah, that's true. Music is sport. That's a busy sport. Well, yeah, no, you do. You definitely vibe off a crowd, of course. Yep. If there's no one there, then what's sort of what's the point of it? Well, that's a deep philosophical oh. question that we'll be delving into into our Patreon episode. Also, maybe some of the gigs that I've done with two <laughs> people in the audience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm traumatised. I've done plenty of those. <laughs> um, so I think quite a few of them, you know, have stated, you know, Enho and Asanayama recently saying um, that they will miss people cheering for them and so I think it'll be difficult (laughs) they'll just question their whole existence every single day so but and for us yeah it's weird we remember the silent basho last year in in March and it was just really odd whenever you see replays that come from that basho it's like wow I can't believe it yeah but also now when you see replays from bashos before that you're like wow people are going crazy it feels like a rave or they just look so infectious the crowd (laughs) They are absolutely going off. Remember when you could drink? You can't even drink there now. Yeah. Like nobody's had a few high bodies. Nobody's going for it. Screaming. Just screaming out Ryudan at the top of their Well, lungs. screaming externally as well. Screaming externally. I'm not allowed to do that now. Um, so I guess some of the big news that, that we'll just mention, it has been covered a whole lot around the world, in fact, was the death of Hibikiryu from uh, Sakaigawa Baya. He was paralysed uh, last basho, unfortunately, and the talk was about how much um, the treatment of him straight after his injury led to it being worse. Um, he was in hospital. There was tiny bits of news trickling out and then the news came out that he had, in fact, died. Supposedly there were some signs of improvement, but then he um, he got a blood clot in his lung. It can happen Horrible. with, yeah, absolutely tragic news. And, yeah, our thoughts go out to his family and his hair and his friends. This is an absolute tragedy and something... That I just don't want associated with sumo. Mm. I think, from what we know about this this cause of death, it can happen with a patient in this kind of condition. What are we going to do? Well, you can. I mean, if you want something practical to do, probably a lot of people know about this already. But you can donate to um, the fundraiser online. So Graham Dention from World of Sumo set that up. You can find that in our Twitter and around Sumo Twitter. Um, and Hakio Sumo also donated to Gata that were auctioned on World of Sumo. So there's there's about well, Australian maybe five thousand or so dollars that are going to go to Hibikiriu's family. He's going to send that directly to them. Um, it doesn't help the cause of it. I think this would have been a shock to the Sumo Federation, but I don't know how much will come for it. They have apparently initiated a, um, a first aid course on the doyo before this. It was decided before Hibikiriu died. Yeah. Um, it was from the other uh, issues that happened a while ago from falling off the doyo um, and from the concussion. But, you know, is it, is it enough? 
they need yeah. to keep thinking about it. There is a petition as well that Graham has started. So if you're into petitions and and think that they can do a lot of good, which often they can, then please seek that out and and sign that as well. It got a whole lot of uh, write ups around the world. Mm. It's hard when other um, newspapers and and news outlets write up sumo, isn't it? Like they they come from such a weird angle. Well. Yeah, because often in Western media, you don't read anything about sumo. So for this to be the thing that people are learning about the sport isn't good for its promotion around the world. And, and I think that, yes, like like we'll all agree that the way this was handled was terrible. It was backwards. It absolutely needs to change. But for this to be the thing that's reported about sumo is, is a Mm. tragedy. Yeah. They're always looking for a hook. This was definitely a hook. For their story, you know, if somebody from Japan who somebody from Japan hasn't won for a long time and then they win, that's a hook. You know, they're mm. always looking for something that makes a basho stand out, and and it it's sort of a shame because then you don't get the the, the ongoing storylines of the sport. And plus, what we don't know is the news that we were or were not hearing um, since the accident happened. Mm. It's very very hard to to know what's going on there. Yeah, and I have seen that they're reluctant even to make the link between. The cause of death and the Ugh. the treatment of the injury, like they, I guess it's admitting. If they did, they would be admitting fault. But so, they, yeah, they have to come to terms with this. Yeah. They they need yeah, to be responsible for this. This young man, you know, taken away. He was twenty eight, was he? Yep. He was very very young. Uh, JSA need to be responsible for this. They couldn't have stopped this freak accident happening, but they need to be more responsible. Yeah. And our thoughts go out to, to, um, Amafuku, who was his opponent as well. Just terrible situation. Um, well, COVID, let's go back to it. Just such cheery news at the moment. Azamari, he got it. Poor fellow. Um, yeah. I wonder how he got this. Yeah. I don't know. Because he was out, his whole, um, stable were out before. He didn't get it. Um, that was late last year. He didn't get it then, but now he got it. Don't know how. Yeah. Don't know how. Are you thinking that the nightlife might be involved? <laughs> As a Murray, you know, he's a wild beast. Yeah, he loves it. Out at night, he's just going for it. He's a party boy. It. Yeah, 3 a.m. As a Murray's on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been in hospice care or, or the, the hospitals that they've set up in Japan for that. Um, they've come out and said, oh, maybe he's going to be in it. And in fact, he's not on the Kyujo list for Natsu already, so maybe he'll show up on day one a little bit short of breath. I shouldn't make fun of it. I mean, it's No, I mean, it can be very bit. serious, but we have yeah. seen a few Rikishi come back successfully from yeah. it. Yeah. Wakataka Kage. Wakataka Kage. <laughs> he's back. Boy, is he back. So, yeah, he's not on the QJ uh, list, and everyone else has been given PCR tests, um, and they've all come back negative. Are you looking up Azamaru's... Situation? No, I'm not. I'm not actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. So he's scrolling. Looking at something else. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just have a scroll. Uh, also on the QJ list. So the first one we knew was Hakuho. He's had his knee surgery and he's still out. We knew about that. And we'll keep talking about whether we will see him again, but not today. If I have to do another call about uh, what's going to happen with his career, I just can't do it anymore. Uh, maybe we need to put a ban on Huckahall Retirement Talk on the podcast. Exactly. Uh, what I was looking up before was the other big name for me on the QJO list was Aoyama. Yes. So after fighting his way back to Maegashira 3, after that amazing 11-4 result from last Basho, he's, he hurt his back. Uh, a few days ago in practice. Now, they're not saying he's going to be out for the whole Basho, but I think a back injury for such a big ricochet could be a cause for concern. Yeah, well, at our age, we know what a back injury is like and it, it is very hard to 
recover from, especially if you have to go out and shove someone over with, with that back. Do you know what I think will get him back in this basho, though? Is the thought quite basho? Quite basho. Mm. Yeah, you can't resist. We, you know, it's he's famously nervous in front of large crowds. He loves the mm. silence, loves the lack of pressure. I mean, hopefully, it's just a couple of days and he can come back and dominate at Nagashira <laughs> three. So, <laughs> I actually hope so. I love him being up uh, this high, and I really wanted to see what yeah. he would do. Also on the QJ list now. This is a weird one. It's Ryuden. Uh, he's at Nagashira fourteen, so this is a problem for him. And apparently some news has come out that it might be a COVID regulation violation. So if this was the case, this would be disciplinary action from the Haya mm-hmm. rather than JSA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently they're doing an investigation, but they won't complete the investigation until afterwards. So they've just said, okay, you're going QJO, which implies it would be for the whole 15 days. Right, and they're deliberately taking their time on the investigation. Well, maybe yeah. they've got other. They're like, we've got other things to worry about. You messed up. Yeah, if he did, true. investigation still has to take place. Um, you messed up. We'll put you to the side and then uh, see what happened. But it would be really strange because he's from the same stable as Shobushi, who died from COVID. He understands how serious this is. Oh, I think so. They were really apparently good friends, and and you know had known each other for a while, and he was devastated by that. Yeah. So, unless it's an well, An accident or look, I, I really don't Yeah, know. until more news comes to light, we can't really say what's gone on there. But what we can say is that Ryudin at Maigashira 14, if he's out for this whole basho, will certainly drop back to Jurio. And the Maigashira 15 is Kujo as well, also in big trouble. It's Midori Fuji and it's his back as well. Now, we know he had other injuries. He had his ankle. Well, that uh, right ankle. In March. Yeah, he struggled with that, didn't he? Yeah, really struggled with it. And so, I don't know, you know when you have an injury and you try to do things around it and you get another injury because you've compensated yeah. for that part of your body? I've been compensating for injuries <laughs> my whole life. It's just a, a vicious cycle of compensation You get one, injuries. you get the next one the because next one. that comes in your elbow <laughs> because you've been holding your arm weird, then your knee because you've been trying to keep yeah. that elbow up. <laughs> I know that feeling. So his back... Um, it does seem quite serious because Isagahama Oyakata has said that they're not considering surgery at this point. They're just going to try for natural remedies. What a I surprise. Made up, I made up natural what remedies. What a surprise. <laughs> What's their problem with surgery? Well, I mean, it's a big thing to do. But that to me implies that yeah. it's serious. It's like serious. if you're even yeah. considering surgery or if surgery is, has been presented to you as an option, yep. that's big. I mean, there's a lot of types of back surgery and... Oh, I know, I know. Nice to have. I mean, I think that's why they're they're holding it off. But we do know that sumo, you know, they don't tend to do that. Well, Ikioi, another name on the Kujo list, not a huge surprise. Is it Makushta 41? This, there's more going on here than this Kujo, isn't there? Yes. So news has come out about some Toshiyori Kabu or elder stock changes. And these really suggest to me that, this might be the end for Ikioi. He might be retiring. So former Magashira 3 Bushuyama was borrowing Ikioi's kabu. We know that they can be sort of passed around so that when someone wants to retire but stay in the sport, they can say, well, until you're ready to retire, I'll take yours. How you get in the first place, I mean, good luck to you. Is it a physical thing? I always imagine it as a piece of wood <laughs> oh, yeah. with engraving on it. Okay. <laughs> nice wood or like a lump of wood? Uh, no. Well, I mean, you can see it's artisanal. Okay. But it's been lacquered. It's old. It's old. Ancient even. Oh, so, I mean, from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the history of but I wonder what it is actually. I mean, it could be, look, it could be on it the could plot. could be a sword. 
could be on the blockchain for all we know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Non- Is it an N? Non-fungible kabu. <laughs> <laughs> NFK. You can't sell those. Well, no, you can't. Well, if you're going to sell it, you can only sell it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I can't believe we've said the word fungible on this podcast. Never thought I'd see the day. I knew it was NF, but I can never remember. I always think of fungi, <laughs> like mushrooms. It's a great one. I always imagine mushrooms being being traded, and yep. just, but really, for some reason, really squishy Spongy. and wet. Yep. That's what fungible means, I think. fungi. <laughs> well, Bushiyama, who had Ikkyo's um, kabu, uh, has just acquired another one, uh, Matsuchiyama. Kabu. So that's his now. He's going to have a, that stable. He's going to be Matsuchiyama Oyakara, but that means that Ikioi's is vacant. Right. The Katsugayama Kabu. Right. Katsugayama. Well, shall katsu. we... Pork katsu. katsu <laughs> should we take a guess on which day Ikioi's going to pull the pin? Well, what we need to do is we need to find all the dates around that are important in his life. So it could be that we're waiting for it to be like 20 years since he started Suma, 30 years. How long has he been since? <laughs> probably 30 years. Yeah, like, he's not that old. Um, um, when did he start Sumo? are you looking at? Yeah, right I'm now? just going to have a look Or now. his birthday, is that coming up? Or his uh, kid's birthday or his wife's birthday? Or I, I wonder whether they wouldn't be factoring in the media cycle. The media cycle. Media cycle. I think, you know, you drop this on a Sunday morning when oh. there's not too much going on. Okay. Lead story going into the new week. Yeah, his wife's told him that because she, um, she's often in the news as well and so they're really, really media savvy, those two. I just made that up. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, his birthday's in October. Okay, no. He did some car park sumo in March of 2005, uh-huh. the Maya sumo, but his first, he was... Uh, Fighting day one of May 2005, so that's 16 years okay. ago. Lost on day May? one. May, did you say? Yep, but wait. Yep. Lost on day one. Yep. Didn't fight on day two. One on day three. Okay, so day three. Day three. Day three is our prediction. So Tuesday morning. And did he then go through to the end of the Uh Yeah, he went 4-3 there. Okay. Yeah, day three. Tuesday morning, news of Ikkyo's retirement. Okay. You heard it here first. Or Sunday. Or, su- <laughs> so, yeah. or Sunday. We've got a few options. <laughs> Um, we're looking, well, would you say you're looking forward to it? I yes. Was, I, I'm looking well, forward to it. Right now, we're not seeing him fight. Mm. Uh, we haven't seen him put up good numbers down the bottom. I, I think this will come as a welcome relief for Ikioi fans everywhere. We want to see him in a suit. We want to see him with a great haircut. We want to see him spend some more time on his music career. Yeah. We want to hear him sing. Yeah. And we want to see that beautiful smile. We want to hear him commentate. Yes. I can understand Japanese perfectly now. I've had eight <laughs> lessons, so I look forward to hearing his, his uh, look into the sport. You know he's going to be a media personality. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. He's going to be massive for the sport, actually. I think that's a really good call. Would you use the word ambassador? Ambassador. Yeah. It just popped into my mind. Yeah, well, that's a, a word you naturally associate with Ikioi and his partner as well. Yeah. I don't know whether he's going to be good for sports injuries, though, because he has never taken a day off and... Oh, on no matter what. Hang on. That's the exact quality you want to instill in young Rikishi, isn't it? Never take a day off. No, don't we want them to have surgery? Sing beautifully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there were also a whole heap of Kujo, as usual, from Makushta. And below, I noticed that Ryuko, who was in Jurio a little while ago, he is Kujo now. 
Don't know whether it will be for the whole Basho, obviously. He also was Joe in March. He was in a stable that was totally out due to COVID. So he retained his rank. So he's uh, Makushta 4, but he'll drop from now. And another name that I just, as I was scanning through, that stood out was Toyo Hibiki. So the reason I, we is know he's still around. Is that, yeah, yeah. He got injured. He was in um, Makuchi yeah, when we yeah. started watching in the sort of mid. Yeah. And he has dropped down since then. He's, this will be his third tournament out. Oh, boy. Now. What's his kabu situation? Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we better know. have a look. We will actually. find out. Maybe he's waiting for somebody to give it back. He's just like, so when someone now owes you money. Now, who did I learn that just, to? <laughs> is it on the shelf? Check the shelf. Um, he's 36 as well, so I wonder whether we might not hear yeah. some more yeah. retirement news at some point. Uh, as I was as scanning through the, the first day of um, fights, yeah. <laughs> first day, what do we call them? The Torakumi. The Torakumi, thank you. Uh, just got to get back into the headspace yeah, yeah, of all yeah. of this. Uh, I was just looking where people were, just as a reminder, some of our faves. Enho, he's at Jurio 1, yeah, and Ura at Jurio 2. Yeah. Been a very slow and steady rise uh, back up for him. Definitely not the same as Terra Fuji, but... It's been interesting to watch him in Jurio. There's been flashes of absolute brilliance and flashes of absolute foolishness mm. from him. And then some solo, solid sumo in between. So now that he's up the business end of Jurio, promotion to Makuchi is very much on the cards. What's he going to be like this basho? Well, well, have to see. He has definitely had a period of introspection. I love this this time before the basho where the articles come out about a lot of these guys giving interviews. And Urus said that he has decided to embrace a minimalist lifestyle. I feel like their lifestyles are pretty minimalist already. He said he's going to go through all his possessions and find out, you know, what, this is not his words, but what sparks joy. Well, I was going to say, this, this smacks of condo. Yeah, um, he's been condoed. Well, it sounds like he's condoed himself. Yeah. He's put on weight and he's now said that he's going for power and strength and sacrifice a little bit of his speed. He's getting rid of things. He's I, reading books. Honestly, I... a man of Yeah, pleasure. a renaissance man. Yeah, a renaissance man. I don't mind that idea of him just going for a bit of power and a bit of weight. I think his technique is wild. It's unbelievable. There's, it's obvious he's got an amazing sumo mind. But, you know, if you just put that mind in a body that's more about straight line sumo... I think that could be his way to the top. As long as the knees hold up, but maybe he can take Terra Fuji's angle and sort of not not twist and just come yeah, forward exactly. strongly, not go backwards. So maybe he's taken some inspiration from Terra Fuji. Although I did see an article from Isakahama Oyakata that his knees are shot, like Whoa. real bad. Imagine your Oyakata putting that out before. Just no, FYI, this everyone. Is, this is part of a this is part of a media kind of psychological oh. warfare from Terra Fuji. Oh. Of course, the knees are shot. Okay. They've been shot for years. So he's trying to make people underestimate him. Exactly. Oh, well, it made me do that. Yeah, well, it, they're very good I'm at what so they basic. do. <laughs> oh, how disappointing. All right, Ura, we're looking forward to seeing him. Tomokaze, that was someone else who was in Makuchi when we first started watching. He fell all the way down to Johnny Dunn. He went 6-1 in March and he's now back in Sundunme. We posted a 6-1 last yep. basho. Yep. Do we need to... Get on board here. Yeah, I'm on board. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. I mean, we love Tomokaze. That's why I popped him in. Um, This is going to be a long road back, but after a 6-1, who knows? Yeah. I Um, think uh, he's still young, I think. Oh, well, he he could be anywhere between 22 and 36. He's one of those guys. (laughs) Uh, Abi is another one we'll be keeping a close eye on. Won the Yusho in Makushta last time. 
uh, very, very convincing, um, very convincing performance. We're seeing a more mature Abi this time around. Makushta Seven, another win here, could see him arrive in Jurio. Yeah, he might have taken out some some trash as well and read some books. He's a become learned and uh, it didn't even seem show much excitement over getting that Yusho last time. Well, he was, was standing, kind of contain it. he was also standing in a bunch of 16 um, year olds, <laughs> do you know? I mean, but he did look, I've got to say, he did look very humble. And, and I think, you know, this Mark to Abi uh, will be returning to Makuchi well, very soon. Ryudin hasn't done the same thing and he'll have to go through that. I just can't imagine it. Can't yeah. imagine it. Hokuseiho, uh, Hakuho's prodigy. He went 5-2 in March and has moved up to Makushta 9. So when he started his career, he went Yusho, 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 the three bottom levels. Then he was out due to COVID for Hakuho's stable. Uh, and then... Um, he was out from Makushta COVID. Nine. Yeah. 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 So, but now he's back. And now 5-2, yeah. 5-2 in March and he's back. So he's just always someone who's really interesting to watch. He's so massive that... Um, he sort of, he looks a he looks bit ungainly yeah, and, yeah. and it's about him getting his technique really working because he's so strong and obviously he has, he's the, so tall. he has it in his mind. He's got the talent. And, and he's got the, the huckahaw conditioning yeah. as well, but you're right. The, the, the puppet strings aren't all connected yet, are they? That's right. And I think it really came out last time. I think the higher yeah. he gets, the more it'll exactly. show up. So one to watch. Shishi from Ukraine. He's at Makushta 34. A lot of people watching him. After going 4-3 in March, not not as well as perhaps he would have liked, but it's a kachikoshi. It sure is. And we're going to see Kakryu, oh, the, big the recently retired ex-Yokozuna. Oh, I shouldn't say ex-Yokozuna because they're always Yokozuna. Always, yep. Uh, he will be making his debut as security <laughs> at the Kokugikan, this basho. Um, I love seeing the guys in their nice uh, security blazers. Yep. Do they get enough of a chance to do security? Well, with no audience. Oh. Probably not. Yeah, right. Who's he going to secure? Oh, well, I didn't even think of that. I guess he'll make sure everyone has their mask on and watch Make sure the right there's way. no one. Yeah. Everyone will wave to him. He'll just be like, g'day. Yeah, I find this a bit troubling, actually. I know. Now that I, it's, yeah. I have mixed feelings about it. I didn't think it. about that. They do look very relaxed, but they're also just kind of sitting there doing nothing in their sport. He's, he's a Yokozuna, yeah. you know. It's always a bit of a, a heart tug for me. Yeah, absolutely. But we're going to see that retirement smile come out, no doubt. And he's going to be in the commentary commentary booth. Um, his debut apparently is going to be on May 16 on Nakabi Day 8. Well, let's tune in for that. Well, what's he going to say? I think he'll have a lot of insight. Do you know, and the best thing about when people like this make their uh, debut in the commentary box, we normally get to see a great retrospective of their career yes. and some packaged highlights. So I'll, I'll be very much looking forward to that. Birthdays. Happy birthday, Ichinojo. He turned 28 on the 7th of April. That's snuck how off on me. How is he so young? Oh, I thought, how is he so old? <laughs> I always think he's, of him as 23. He's just got so many good years of sumo left in him. At 28, he's so, so young. young. Uh, the big boy, Mr. Sumo, turned 30 on the 17th of April. Happy birthday, Chiyomaru. And we cover Jurio as well, of course. Chirinoumi, he turned 28 as well on May the 6th. Happy birthday to him. And Chirinoumi, he got married. From Jurio as well. He chose to get married on your, on his Oyakata's birthday. Is that weird? <laughs> That's weird. That's super weird. Like, happy birthday. You've got to come to my wedding. Like, instead of having your own celebration, 
Like, you can't have a party, you've got to come to my wedding. Or is there some tension and he really wanted to avoid the birthday party? Yeah, his birthday party is renowned as being terrible. Like everyone's sitting around sipping a cordial. I could imagine that. Really bad music playing. No (laughs) one gets to do karaoke. Yeah, something a bit not quite right about that, I've got to say. But congratulations, Chiona Umi. Uh, Now, you showed me an amazing social media post from Osana Rashi. Oh, yes. So another guy that was active when we started watching. Um, from Egypt, Osunarashi, uh, ex Osunarashi, he has had a baby and it's very cute, it, <laughs> he's very cute <laughs> and his name is Adam. Adam. Yep. So people have been trying to come up with a Shakona for him. <laughs> Adam. I think it'd be cool Adam if he just Umi. came in as Adam. Adam no Umi. Um, he was born on the 1st of May. So Osuna Rashi, he retired in 2018. He got quite injured. Um, his highest rank was Maegashira 1. That was simpler was times. He was got in just... trouble for driving, remember? Oh, that's right. Went for a drive. I mean, that's in crazy. Fact, is that why he retired? No, 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 because he dropped yeah. a jury and stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep. But a, a very, very strong fighter and wild technique. Yep. They're my yeah. memories of him. A brawler. An absolute brawler. He was a full brawler. Well, I think it's time that we jump into Karaoke Corner. Let's do it. Okay, we've got some great selections uh, today. The first one is a Renseika, which is a training song. Oh, I know that from my exercises. Do you? Ren... Rensai. Renshu. Renshu. Is practice. Yeah. Exactly. Same kanji. Uh, So in this case, this is their practice song. Every uh, heya has their own song. And the one we're hearing is a performance by the boys at Naruto Baya. This was recorded back in 2019. Let's take a listen. I mean, it's very interesting musically. I felt like it it has a lot of those uh, intervals that make a national anthem or big theme songs really resonate. Does it have a tonal centre though? Well, that was my question. Where is the tonal centre? Because I think sometimes it, it lilts into a minor move that I'm like, well, what's, where am I? Well, I thought at the start I was like, oh, it's not going anywhere. But yeah. as, then as you said, it had those jumps which were really da-da. Is that a fifth? It was really nice. A sixth? A sixth, yeah. I think the sixth is the real, um, yeah. the really rousing one. Or, and if you really want to go crazy, go the seventh. Why not? Major um, or minor seventh? Uh, maybe ma- minor. Ma- oh, really? Okay. Oh, maybe major. Yeah, major. Hit it. Yeah. If you can hit it. I'm not sure those guys could hit the major well, seventh. It's this, hard. This is the next thing I wanted to ask you about. How was that performance for you? Well, again, I found it rousing. I thought they mm. were really going for it. And the interesting thing. With a club song with footy in particular is where we hear teams singing their club song a lot, Australian rules. Um, they'll always go back into the, if they've won, always go back into their rooms and sing the club song. Now, the problem with Australian rules club songs is that they, they speed up. So they oh, start yeah. and then they go really, really fast. So it's got a metre, but they just don't care about Well, and it, it also doesn't have any, any melody or harmony. Yeah, yeah. They normally and sing it on one note. They sing it note. so bad yeah. on the one note. They're excited. They're happy. 
I guess it doesn't matter. But the rhythm is what really puts me off. Whereas there, I think they actually kept to the rhythm. Look, it was a little bit dirgy, but they kept yeah, to it. Yeah, and there was a little bit of pushing and pulling from a few of them rhythmically. Yes, but yeah, and a I cough, mean, couple oh, of a couple of coughs. Um, I th- yeah, I agree. Totally rousing number. I, this did prompt me to go and have a bit of a look at Naruto Bay, a one that we know quite well. Only formed in uh, 2017 mm. by the very well-known and well-loved Bulgarian-born Ozeki Koroshu. Uh, yep. Um, and you said, look up a photo of him, you'll know him. And of course I did. Yep. Very much still uh, in and around Sumo with this bear. Lovely guy from all reports. Oh, yeah, right. Really into social media, really into putting Sumo out there, really into creating a great atmosphere with his boys. And that song certainly shows <laughs> that Into Sumo happening. education. Exactly. So one of the interesting things that I found was that they have a lot of foreign rikishi. Uh, Muriyama was actually the winner of March 2021 John Akuchi Division U show. Oh, great. But apart from that, most of, well, all of the other rikishi are definitely down the bottom. They had six people representing in March 2021. And I think they all did really well. Wasn't there like almost a big playoff with Naruto? Well, yes, but it, it came down to, or Muriyama won it in the end. Yeah. But uh, a lot of up-and-coming rikishi there, something to keep an eye on. Now, a report came out in May 2018 that they asked the rikishis why they chose Naruto Bear, and apparently it's because that particular heya has the most information when they searched the internet. Yes. You said that their social media presence is really good? Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of tweets, they put out a lot of information. I think it's an entirely foreign um, rikishi stable. Uh, I think there might be some Japanese okay. rikishi in there, but we could have a bit of a look at that later. Yeah. Now, who's going online going or searching uh, which hair to join? Doesn't it, it doesn't happen like that, does it? Well, <laughs> if, you, if you're from another country, it probably does. You're like, oh, I'm interested in this. I've watched it. Um, how do I even get into it? So they're probably searching like, how do I start sumo? Hey, Google, how do, how do I get into like, Sumo? I mean, it's not... Or you could try Naruto Bear. But it's not like like there are Yelp reviews, like, oh, this one has three and a half stars. Well, ha- have you looked on Yelp? I haven't. <laughs> or, look up Naruto Bear on Yelp. <laughs> or maybe it's on... <laughs> I think... <laughs> the Chunko was delightful, three and a half stars. Does Naruto Bear have a restaurant? Yeah. So, so that... Uh, Ren Seika, the training song, is something that all new recruits learn when they come into a uh, into a stable, and it's something they have to do, which makes complete sense in the world of sumo and Japanese culture. I really like it. I think it's a good one. I wonder if there are any that are quicker, but having heard the dash, uh, Japanese national anthem, I suspect that there aren't. No, I believe it's probably like that. Yeah. Who writes them, I wonder? Well, I was just going to ask that, but apparently I did read one Oh, I can't remember which hair it was, but it had been written by someone in the in the stable. Well, because a lot of them are, are quite musical and have come in, you know, playing an instrument or being yeah. a singer, as we've as yeah. we're probably about to hear, and as we have heard in the past in karaoke corner. So maybe they they write them. Maybe one of the rikishi writes them. Well, listening to that performance, I don't know if it was any one of those. No, they didn't <laughs> seem to know it that well. No, not that well. But uh, maybe we'll see if we can track down that info for you. Mm. All right. Moving on, we're going to stick with the Naruto Bayer theme here. Okay. And we have a performance by Hagiwara. Oh, yes. I think I'm just going to play this. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. How, have I said how beautiful that is? <laughs> it's a very, very beautiful piece of music. Now, you are a classical music expert. Can you tell us what that song was? Yes, well, I think it's by List. It is. And I can't remember the exact name. You tell me. It's La Pan... La Campanella. La Campanella, yeah. Which means the little bell. Yes. So the And it's so hard. So List had List wrote piano music that was super hard. Um, I, I did my associate in piano, associate of music in piano, and I could never play anything like that. You had to have really big hands, which I guess matches with the sumo theme. Very fast, very pianistic. That is so impressive. It is known as one of the most difficult pieces ever written for piano. Would you say that it's because of the brisk allegretto tempo? <laughs> Or that. is it because of the right-hand jumps between intervals larger than one than octave? Than one octave, yeah. yep. And, I don't know, sometimes even stretching for two whole octaves within the time of a 16th note. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you come up with that yourself? Oh, I just listened to it then, you yeah. know. Oh, you're so intuitive. Uh, it could be the trills with the fourth and fifth fingers. That... Well, that is really hard. Like, everybody take out your hands right now and just do fourth and fifth fingers on your right hand. So that's right hand, Bizzo. Just try and do that really fast, like really fast. You can't. And see if you can do it for four bars, if you know what a bar is. Well, Hagiwara can. Yeah. Four bars, like just for like 30 seconds. Yeah. No, I think you'd be cramping up. (laughs) Um, uh, That, of course, happens on bar 80. I I just heard it then. Uh, So Hagiwara was 18 years old when this was recorded. This was back in 2016. In Turkey? Because he's, no, he's Turkish Japanese, but did he, he grew up in Japan. I couldn't tell you where this recording was taking place, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That mm-hmm. information wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Um, he No, he's actually born in Hokkaido, so I'm not sure of his heritage, but he was born there. He's now 23. He made his debut in March 2020, and since then he's gone on to post some solid scores in Jonakuchi and now in Sandame where he's risen to Sandame 7. Yes, yeah, he's very popular, I think. And I think he's one of the, you know, the personalities in Naruto Bayer and one of the ones you see quite often in their, their social media. And now we know a brilliant pianist as well. Yeah, well, I, I feel like Naruto Bayer, I'm going to be keeping a close eye on these boys this very time around. Talented fellows. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to our last uh, selection for today. We're going to go for some traditional Japanese uh, jinku. Mm-hmm. So and what does jinku, mean? jinku, it's a form of folk singing, uh, and they it's often sung when they do the provincial tours, and the jinku we're going to be hearing today is by former Maegashira Daishi. Uh, he rose as high as Maegashira three, uh, and his jinku that he writes and performs is very much about everyday life and sumo life. Right. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called Daishi Song Cafe, where he posts these. He has, he's only got about 20 videos, but you can search it under Daishi Song Cafe. I chose the Jinku today that was the most viewed. This has 1700 views and it's about coronavirus. Let's take a listen.
世界がパニック大騒ぎ許しちゃならないこの Wow Yeah, very beautiful. He's singing this to camera. Very much a live recording. This song、uh, was called Corona Bogumetsu no Chikai, which is the oath to eradicate Corona.、Aww. So, very much, I'll, I'll give you the translation of what we just heard. The coronavirus countermeasure, the preparations are difficult, the terrible virus. People rush around, the world is in a panic. Wow. So, it's really engaging with issues. Some, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of songwriter he is. It's such a beautiful style, isn't it? it yeah. It does remind me、um, of the video game we're playing right now, which is Monster Hunter Rise. Oh. Every time you see you're introduced to a new monster, they have this, this old style of singing and they sing a little vignette about that particular monster. So, you know, Wind Demon or, or Electric Dragon or、mm. whatever it is. And they've chosen to do it in this. This old Japanese style, and it's so beautiful. And very much that, that simplicity of lyric and that beautiful melody. That, vocal control. Oh, the vocal control is off the scale. Now, look, Daishi,、uh, he, the Daishi Song Cafe, the YouTube channel, currently has 333 subscribers. Oh, we should all subscribe. So I think we all need to go and support Daishi. Yeah. He,、uh, he has a great passion for it. Get some views on some of those other videos too. Cause... Yeah, because you said 1700. It's not enough. It needs to be right out there. Yeah, look, and some of the other videos are sitting around 200. So they're beautifully produced, beautiful singing,、uh, something I think everyone can appreciate. Daishi, check him out. All right. Well, let's move on to some predictions. Inside Sport Japan,、uh, run by John Gunning, has、uh, tweeted this morning about a competition to win a Tagata from the winner of this basho if we give our predictions. So head on to Twitter to check that out. And I just had a look at who everyone was, was saying with their retweets to get a bit of a lie of the land. There's a lot of Terunofujis and a lot of Takakeishos. They're the two main people. Yeah, I mean, no big surprise there. Although、yep. Takakeisho. I mean, he's, he's due for one. People have been on board with him for so long. I、yeah. think they're just sort of in the mindset of Takakesho, Takakesho, it's going to happen again. Yeah, okay. I well, don't think I would say that. I mean, I'll give mine at the end. Well, no, I'd like to hear your prediction right now. Well, I said Waka Takakage. Okay. Yeah. Me and Hiro, we're going yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. It's definitely possible. Well, what... I just wanted to do something a little bit fun, you know. Well, and if there are a lot of people voting for Terunofuji and he wins, do they rip that Tagata up into small pieces? I think so. I mean, what's the point of that? Yeah, you just get the bit without the hand on it. Exactly. Oh, How、disaster. can you verify that? There were a few Asanayamas, quite a few Takayasus. So, I mean, everybody is on board with that emotion. Yeah. Oh, look,、Ugh. I'm on board with it. I、yeah. think it、uh, might be wishful thinking,、mm. but we're all about that here. A notable absence of Shodai. He is out. Nobody's talking about Shodai at the moment. Yes, and I, I completely understand why. We saw such a middling effort from him last time. Yeah, so we've heard a little bit about his training, and I don't think it's going particularly well. He's only got the highest person he's got to train against is Yutakayama, who also is injured and going bad.、Yeah. And coming into this Kataban, he needs eight wins to retain his Ozeki status. Yep. I, I think eight will be good for him. There's a bit of Daye Show.、Uh, of course, Jason says Okanumi. He absolutely loves that guy. He's on board with that. A few Ichi Nojos. I think people just love him. He could get one. A few Akiseyamas. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's people on the internet. I think people on the internet are going to say a lot of things, and I'm not sure how much weight I can give them. 
Uh, no one said Toby Zaru? No one said Toby Zaru. Is that yours? Uh, I think for the purposes of the competition yeah, and not wanting a torn up little bit of paper, I think <laughs> I'd prefer to choose someone that um, no one else has chosen. No, my, what's my tip for this? The tip of the heart is Hokuto Fuji. Oh, wow. The tip of the head is Terana Fuji. Okay. I think, you know, forget about the knee injuries. He is so good at the moment. He's a class above the others. Mm. It's the reason we call him Sumo Mainichi Honorary Yokozuna. Mm. He is indeed called that. <laughs> I I will go with Asanayama. I don't oh, know why boy. I just have a little bit of a feeling here. And I'll go for him. I'll commit. I'll go for him with my heart and my head. Huge. Tagata though. Just a question. Have we ever got a prediction right? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Maybe I got a short eye one where short eye got his (laughs) But I don't think I would have. I definitely would have predicted. I think by the time day 15 rolls around, we've forgotten who we've predicted. We never never go back and look. We might need to write it down. Yeah, can someone write it down for us and let us know? Yeah, please remind us. That's you guys' job because we get overwhelmed. We've got a lot going on. And we lose the documents. Day one, it is tomorrow. It's Sunday. Or if you're listening to this in America, it's today or tomorrow. I still don't, I'm not sure. I think every day you listen to this is today. <laughs> Let's true. keep it current. Um, a friend of the podcast, Tim Sumo, yes. put, put a great tweet up and said that he didn't think there was a match that he wasn't desperately mm. looking forward to on day one. Yeah. I completely agree with him. I think the the scheduling here, the programming of day one is an absolute well, What's cracker. number one? It's a banger. Aqua oh. Chiamaru. Come on. Aqua, he had oh. two car accidents. Did you hear that news? Yeah, you told me about that. I remember how he had one um, a while last year? About um, three quarters of the way through the basho. Yeah, this time in March, he had one on like day three. Someone rear-ended their car. He got whiplash again. But can I say, and we, we spoke about this, statistically speaking, he performs better when he's been in a car accident. <laughs> That's one. He he wins more than well, he loses. We shouldn't say that. We absolutely shouldn't say that. What did you say? <laughs> That he should be in a car accident. Oh, that he should. Well, what did I, I say? I, I didn't say it. I'm just you re- said it. I'm just reporting the facts. And all I'm saying that he should drive erratically on his way to the uh, well, his stadium. His dad was driving him to the stadium. But I think the stable have moved closer. So I think there's less less chance now. Oh, I don't like this one bit. There is actually about before that one. It's Ishiura Chiamari. Oh. So two yeah. Jurio friends. No, hang on, hang on. I've seen the wrong one then. Because I saw Aqua Chiamari. That's day uh, one. What am I looking at? Oh, they got sure. day two up. Well, that's, that's good to good. know for day two. Ishira, Chiamari, day two. Jurio also friends. a banger. Love uh, it. I'm also looking, well, because some guys have fallen down so low, you're getting stuff like Akisiyama v. Okonomi. Oh. That's cool. Tsurigisho, Takarafuji. I think that's just me who likes that because of uh, Tsurigisho, but um, I'm really looking forward to that one. Hidna Umi at his highest rank ever of Magashira 6 East against Onosho. I had to go back. And double check that that rank was right when I saw it. I mean, this is, I can't believe he's up so high. Uh, I, I, I don't know how he's going to go here. The to brothers, be both the brothers are at their highest ranks. Tobizaro Magashira 2 West, Hidnomi Magashira 6 East. So we've got great potential for double brother wins. Yep. And we'll be keeping an eye on the double, double brother wins. Yes. With Wakataka Kage. And? Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> We've got Takiyasu versus Tobizaru. Now, interestingly, they've met twice before and Tobizaru has been 
dominant in both of those uh, occasions and won both of them. I think he would have been really active, was he? Yeah. We rewatched those. He just would have baffled Takeyasu a little bit, maybe been too quick for him. Putting Shodai up against Hokuto Fuji is a oh. masterstroke on day one. Imagine you're just like, oh, I've got to get six wins. You wake up and you're like, who am I against? Oh, well, Fuji day one. It's, it's almost like the programming committee got the news that it was going to be a silent basho and they're like, boys, we need something that's going to work for TV. They're like, hold my beer and put this amazing day one together. They're like, we listen to Sumo Manichi. We know they criticise our programming. We're going to get it right this time and boy, have they. Have they gone too hard too soon? Only time will tell. Probably. But they are, they're finishing the uh, the day off with Asunoyama and Daesho. Yeah, great. And in between that, Wakataka Kage, Takakesho. Come on. Come on. They're 1-1 head to head. Wakataka Kage is capable of anything against Takakesho, I reckon. Well, the Torokumi really did bring the hype. I mean, that's the thing that finally gives you that impetus to really like get in the clouds about sumo and to just start getting excited. It's uh, what, 24 hours from from now? Just over? Only 24 hours. Wow. (laughs) So exciting. Uh, We'll be bringing you the coverage. So make sure you hook up to our uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you want, if you really want it. (laughs) Get rid of Facebook. No, nah, you don't need Facebook. No. Nah. Instagram and Twitter's where it's at. Say hello if you're a new listener. Um, we have also, I don't know if it's worth saying this again, but we've also swapped our podcast over to a new provider. If you have any problems getting it, just let us know. It's Podbean. You can search for us on Podbean, but you can still get us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all of that. But please do let us know if you have any problems. We, um, could, we could always send out a Dropbox link if things go yeah. wrong. Do you know? <laughs> we'll send you whatever you need. Yeah. We're very accommodating. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on this pre-basho preview episode of Sumo Mainichi. We'll be here in 24 hours' time, bringing you all the action from day one. We can't wait. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.